Gather round, friends, new and old, and welcome to the Pow Wow Podcast. I am your host, David, and there is... Philip. <laughs> and we're uh, we're in a good mood today for some reason. I don't know. There's nothing, nothing special about today other than the fiasco that we've just gone through, because here it is, the big reveal. I am going away this week. And so we are recording this episode the day after we recorded the last episode. So you're hearing this almost two weeks in the future. So I'm going to Spain. And just like when Philip went on his vacation, we are... You didn't ask. And he, he didn't ask. I gave Philip about <laughs> I gave Philip about like three weeks notice, okay? Uh, well, so we're, we're recording a little half-sized episode on top of the one that we just recorded so that you guys don't have to miss out on Pow Wow. It will be a little bit shorter, but no less fun, we like to think. And yeah, so I'm going to Spain. I'm going to the southeast of Spain in Murcia, or as the Spanish would say, Murcia. And I'm going to go uh, just lie on the beach and enjoy food and wine and just warm weather because we haven't had any here in the Netherlands. And I'm stoked. I'm absolutely stoked. You know what I love about Spain when I found out that it's a real thing, not just an urban legend or, or something that you think that they do, but they don't uh, whenever you're talking about different nationalities. I love that the Spanish have a built-in nap time. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that it's, is amazing. It's not something I generally take advantage of, but I'm not a napper unless I'm super tired. I, it is a, I, I enjoy a good nap. I'm, I know you do. I know you do. I do. I so know. anyway, so given that we already talked about vacations and what we like to do on yes. vacations, and maybe we'll revisit that subject in the future, it I'm wasn't sure that long will. ago at the moment. So what we're going to talk about now is air travel and all yes. the fun things that come with air travel and our our go-tos, I, I suppose I would say. And I, I, I'd have to assume that by this point now, David, you're on par with my level, probably not up to the amount of times, but you certainly had your fair share of air travel. Well, no, maybe not. Maybe you are actually ahead of me now that I think about it. What are you I've talking a about? Fair share of air travel. Like how many times have you like been on a plane by this point in your life? Has it been like, like hundreds countless? Wow. A lot, man. I, you forget. I like, I moved around a lot, but you know, yeah. at, at certain points we were living in, in Kenya with family, my mom's family in Zambia, my dad's family in South Africa and the US. We had family in Germany as well. I, I've been flying. I think there was one year I counted. I went. I boarded a plane twenty something times in one calendar year. At one point, mm. that was okay. Yeah, and and there was points like uh, when I was at university in the UK and my family were still in the Netherlands. I would fly back because it's a really short flight. And, you know, if I picked the right weekend, it wouldn't be too expensive. I could fly back for a long weekend at, at times. Like I'd have to go to my, my lecture on Friday morning. And then if I had if I happened to have Friday afternoon all clear, then I could go get straight on a, in the train, head to the airport, fly to the Netherlands and then come back on Sunday night or maybe Monday morning, depending on what my schedule was like. I would fly back a lot. In, in fact, it came to the point I would always book through the Dutch airline KLM and because I flew flew back and forth so much, I actually got to silver status with KLM, which comes with all sorts of perks. And Ooh. I actually managed to maintain that status for several years. 
it's gone now, unfortunately. And so, so I would get access to some certain lounges and like a second like bag of peanuts on the plane. Uh, <laughs> something like that. Something maybe, like that. <laughs> maybe a maybe a shrimp cocktail as you traverse internationally. Well, when I would fly, the funny thing is because KLM and Delta are partners. When I would fly Delta. It would put me ahead of a lot of people when it comes to like requesting because Delta do a cool thing where they even if you haven't paid for an upgrade, if they have empty seats in first class or economy plus or whatever, they they always fill those seats. So they they give people free upgrades if they have the space. And so I would get pushed slightly above uh, anyone who wasn't silver was put below me in that list. So I would every now and then get upgraded to economy plus or whatever, or sometimes I was lucky into first class, which was, which was just amazing. That was always fun. Cause then you get free alcohol because Delta likes to charge you for alcohol. If you're not in first class. At first I was hoping that even though I knew that there was no, no possible way with your international travel that I could possibly defeat you on a, on a miles to miles battle. But I was thinking and possibly hoping that I could I could take you on with the frequency because I, I have mm. I have had a, a fair amount of of uh, air travel myself. I'm sure. Boarding planes. Certainly in the last maybe year, I I haven't done anything, man. I haven't gone anywhere. Yeah, and I've I've taken a couple trips here and there. So, so there's that. But I, I throughout all my travels, the one thing you certainly have on me, I've never actually been on first class. I mean, it's fun, man, especially in the long distance flights because. Oh, yeah. I, I've heard that once you go first class, especially for those uh, longer flights, uh, you never go. You like never want to go back. Yeah. You never can even imagine when, living another life back there. When I left the U.S., I I had to book flights. And because it was pandemic time, the plane, the, the airlines were offering weird pricing all over the place. And, and I had so many miles racked up and I had never really spent them. I'd spent a few here and a few there for certain things, but never actually spent them on a flight. So I had a lot of miles racked up from all that travel back and forth between Amsterdam and London. And I had the, I could have paid with cash, which would have cost me whatever, but I decided to pay with miles. And then you have to pay like a little bit of cash on top. Mm. And so I, discovered that the price difference between at that time because of the pandemic the price difference between in miles between first class and economy was like almost nothing really because you have to pay like a little bit of a dollar amount because of the tax or whatever the dollar amount sure. was like it was like 250 versus 100 or something so it was like 150 dollars extra but for a long distance flight it seemed oh, way yeah. worth it and the miles difference was i mean it was I can't remember what the miles difference was, but that was that also felt inconsequential. So I, I booked first class and it was it was really nice, really nice, especially since pandemic. I had to wear a mask the whole time. It was nice to nice to be comfortable in other ways in this nice, lush yeah. reclining seat. Oh. First class <laughs> meal. It sounds exquisite. Exquisite. Yeah. I, I I look forward to, the, you know, next time I visit you uh, to to being in first class on my voyage over to you. Oh, yes. Let's get to what we actually planned on, even though I, I, I love this conversation thus far. How do you, Hoffman, prepare for the airport, for a trip to go on an airplane? What is your, what is your method? Oh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big last minute packer. I, I Really? Yes. Oh, absolutely. I, I wow. leave in less than two days. I haven't even thought about what I'm going to pack. So I'll do some of that tomorrow wow. night. 
but I'll probably do most of it during the day on Wednesday before I leave on Wednesday evening. Yeah, I am. Oh, wow. Oh, sorry. My alarm's calling, uh, calling me to call you on your bull. <laughs> no, I'm being serious. What about you? What are you? Uh... Uh, well, I, I wouldn't say I'm a last minute person. I'm, I'd say I'm the night before. Cut the difference. I'm, yeah, I, like, well, I mean, I've, that's what I mean. I'm, it's usually the night before, but most pl- flights that I take are either in the morning or the early afternoon, maybe. Like, mm-hmm. evening flights are feel like a rarity, I, I think. But, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm a last-minute packer. I generally get to the airport in good time, and and I'm always prepared with my documents and stuff like that. I've always checked in online ahead of time, so there's that. But So you and me... Weirdly enough, actually have driven each other to the airport in our yes, time. Yes, we have. Physically together. Yes. So I somewhat know the answer to this, but what is your preferred time now to get to an airport pre-boarding? What is like, what would your recommendation be to the general public to be like, you know what, just be safe and get here uh, at this point before your flight? I think when you're when you're as experienced a traveler as I am, it, you you get to know certain airports. And if I know the airport, then that'll affect how soon I show up, how early I show up. For example, when it comes to Amsterdam, I'm usually pretty comfortable. I, I'm good with like no more than two hours before my flight, even if it's an international flight, unless it's the US. If I'm flying to the US, that changes the game, man, because there's so much bureaucracy oh my goodness but uh especially like within europe easy no no stress i don't need to show up that early an hour and a half even is is usually more than enough time and you get to know that like even if you're running a little late if you say at security it's like hey my flight leaves in so and so and so minutes i need to get to the front of the queue they generally are like okay come to the front of the queue because they know that you have to you have to get onto that plane man so yeah, I'm a I'm a I'm a good traveler. I know my I know my way around. I'm a standard two hours beforehand. That's when I arrive at the airport. That's uh I I have things that I can do, and certainly I'm I'm a preparer. Yeah, so I mean I that's generally extra, what I, have, I would aim for. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, two hours beforehand. So with that, especially nowadays, when I was when I was younger, I mean you you had to bring a CD player and a CD to keep you entertained. But nowadays. You just make sure the night before that either you download like a full season of whatever TV show you're interested in and maybe two movies and you're, you're set for like the day. You're set, you should not be able to finish whatever it is that you download from Netflix, whatever you download from Hulu, like whatever your account is. Uh, maybe if you don't have subscriptions, go out on Apple and buy a movie so that way you just have something to watch. Uh, but you really should – the name of the game is find things for you to do or – or ironically, this last time I was on a plane for the wedding, uh, I actually edited the podcast in the air. We were a mobile podcast this wow. uh, this past wow. a couple episodes ago. The, the, at the moment, the podcast in the last couple months, the podcast is better traveled than I am. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. I, it will be rectified shortly. But yes, yes, it, yes, will, it will. It will. All right, I've got some quick hitter questions. If you don't have anything oh, else, I got, you want no, to I add got a bit. question for you. We're going to okay, take it in turns here. Do you ever Fantastic. splash out on an extra expense while traveling? Do you ever pay purchase a seat with extra leg room, or do you purchase a meal on a flight that has no meal, or do you do you ever upgrade or something like that? In flight, no. What I will do though, and I I, I would suppose that it's far more expensive. I will eat at the airport. Mm. I, I I try my best not to, but traveling, I. I don't know what it is about me. You know, like certain things have a have a nostalgia feel. Like you just you can't get away from how a place makes you feel. Like some people, no matter 
how much they love their dentist or whatever. If they get to go to a new dentist, going to the dentist has certain feelings of dread. Uh, whenever you're going to uh, to a school, maybe that you visit, you you'll have memories and so you have happiness. For me, whenever I go and I, I just my body's in that mode of travel, I just get snacky. I get hungry. So even if I prepare for it, especially with all the security measures now prohibiting a lot of what you can provide for your own self in those situations, I just get snacky and and I'll I'll eat I don't know Shake Shack if I'm if I'm here and, and it's at the airport or I'll, I'll go to Einstein's for the odd occasion to be like, you know what? I don't remember the last time I ever had an Einstein's bagel, but I happen to want one now because it's three in the morning and I'm in between flights. So I will purchase those, but actually on flight, I haven't, I haven't done the distance as long as you I've gone about six hours was probably my maximum flight distance. Yeah. That's, that's what LA to New York is, is a six hour flight. Yeah. So so six, maybe seven. And within that span, I I didn't need anything and I don't drink anyway. So there's not a lot of full expenditures that I would need on a plane anyways. Oh, wow. So my, I would, I would forget expenditures. I would use those, that privilege of going into the Delta lounge and I would take advantage of their open bar and drink some red wine. And that would allow me to sleep very nicely when I got onto the plane. Those lounges. Oh yeah. I've seen those lounges. I've just never. Yeah, The food is crap, but they have an open bar and the beer that they have on offer is usually not very good, but they usually have an okay red and white wine. And Hey, 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 my taste in food is crap. (laughs) <laughs> that, that, could, that could be I worth mean, it for me i mean it's free <laughs> yeah i know that's I, I i'm i'm a sucker for like a corn snack dog a corn hot dog you know i i can do with a corn dog right before a flight i i'm, I'm not above that pretzel dog let's know it's usually like a breakfast bar it's you like a you know they've got like a, a buffet breakfast. buffet things like scrambled eggs and stuff like that yeah. and like little Actually, finger sandwiches and stuff like that I like breakfast pretty much in any format except for mass produced eggs because they oh, always have yeah. that like styrofoam, that styrofoam quality. If it's an actual egg, that I think doesn't they're actual like a eggs though. I think they're actual eggs. Okay, as long as it's some form of an actual egg that somebody had to break in order to go and not coming from a carton, mm. unless it's that, then I'm I'm out. I, those Fair generic enough. eggs, are, I'm a I'm an egg snob. All right, so you're in your quick questions here, correct? Oh no, you got one. I thought we were taking in turns. No, I, I've got quick questions here. Okay, go that ahead. I, that, cool. So yeah, we'll take turns on these quick questions. Okay. Um, how quickly do you get through security? Oh, very quickly. I actually have a story about that. <laughs> Are these going to be quick questions or can I tell the story? No, no, no. You go, go, feel, feel free. Oh, so security is a, a thing. Like I'm the guy who's like already got his belt off, already got his shoes off when I'm yes. like 10 people yes. away. Thank and you. I've got my lap- Thank you. Like it's, I'm literally like my arms are full. Like I've unpacked because I travel with a lot of yes. electronics. So I usually like I, I've I've had to unpack everything. I'm holding it in my arms and I'm like pulling my bag along. Like and yeah. and then once I get there, it all goes in the trays. And I'm like I'm I'm as quick as I could possibly be with as much stuff as I have. Agreed. Yeah. There's that. <laughs> what I was so you asked me. I think it was before we got on here. What what. Uh, are international airports? What did? What was the question that you asked me? Are the international airports? Do they have as many security phases right. and measures as American airports yeah. do? The answer is yes. So if you haven't traveled internationally, then you maybe don't know. But nine eleven had a huge effect on the U.S. in terms of air travel. That 
carried through around the world. It it changed everything. Global air travel was changed forever. And in fact, that applies to any kind of travel, really, like security in general, even security at schools, security at any building that has a lot of people in it. Generally, things changed. But anyway, so security systems generally in international airports, especially major airports like Amsterdam, London, Dubai, those airports, their security is just as stringent, if not more than I've experienced in the US and is generally quite a bit more advanced. So I'm sure the US is heading this way, but I remember there's this one time we had flown from Amsterdam. I had flown from Amsterdam to Boston on my own. And when we were boarding in Amsterdam, we all, you know, we, you don't have to take your shoes off in, in Europe. That's the one thing because they can scan, they can see what's in your shoes when you go through that, like that detector thingy that the that swivels around you, the new sort of fancy detector thingy. Right. You right, know, right. If a metal detector, I, maybe I get it. But anyway, so you don't take your shoes off in Europe or anywhere else in the world. That's only a U.S. thing. But we all, you know, prepped like we normally do as we're going through the line uh, to go through security. And I pulled my laptop out and the guy there said, no, 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 you can leave your laptop in the bag. We, we don't we don't need that anymore. We can scan it all in the machine. So I was impressed. I was like, oh, cool. Finally, things are moving forward. We don't need to take our laptops as I, I always wondered how much difference does it really make when you take your laptop out of the bag and put it put it into the yeah. tray on its own? Because I don't even take it out of its little like sleeve case. You know, it stays in there. It stays closed, whatever. Anyway, so that was awesome. We arrive in Boston and I'm getting on my connecting flight. Or I'm going through security again to get on my connecting flight. And there's another guy there in front of me who also was on my Amsterdam flight. He's also going getting on a connecting flight. Yeah, you travel buddy. And the woman, the woman says to him, oh, oh, you have to take your laptop out, sir. And he goes, oh, sorry, I just didn't realize because in Amsterdam, we didn't have to. And she goes, sir, you can't compare... I don't know. She this was Boston, but she had this accent. Yeah. Uh, you can't compare internet. You, oh, sorry, she said overseas security with U.S. security. And I, I just, I, I didn't say anything because I didn't want to be confrontational. But the Amsterdam is one of the most modern and advanced airports in the world, so you yeah. can't compare Boston to Amsterdam. <laughs> the security is very stringent, very advanced, and it is very efficient. So I'll say that about uh, security. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a more so, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm lockstep and key with you. I'm, I have everything prepared for me. Nothing irks me more than getting stuck beto- behind the wrong lane where you, you, you assess the lanes, you know, whenever you, you go through TSA and you have to give your driver's license and identification, you are then prompted with the theoretical and ethical debate that lies before you of which line do I now go to to be scanned <laughs> and put all my stuff in through the tubes. And so you make a quick assessment. It's the same It's the same uh, evaluation that you make whenever you're at the store. You're like, which, which line gives me the best chance to get out of here fastest? And nothing irks you or irks me rather more as a person than misidentifying and just finally getting it like, okay, I made oh. my selection. I'm here. Yeah. And then you you find you you just find that the guy who you thought was going to be fast all of a sudden yeah. now had a, had a pocket full of electronics that he didn't know. Sir, you're gonna mm. have to go back through and put your your things in a tub. He's like, oh, sorry. And then he goes to the end and he's like, sorry, I got to grab a tub. Sorry, could you hey uh, could you pass me a tub? Could you pass me a tub? Oh, we're all out of tubs. Hey, we're out of tub. You know, just like there's everything that, that in the world to stop this person. All right, your for your next question. 
Are you a sleeper or a movie watcher? On the plane, on the plane, yeah, uh, yeah. No, I'm a. I would say I prefer. I prefer to sleep. I prefer to sleep to make the time go by that much faster. Although I'm not opposed to either. Both both work for me, but uh, I, I prefer sleep. My my one actually speaking of sleep, perfect perfect cue here. Have you ever slept in an airport? Like it, with purpose, yeah, like for a couple of hours. I believe I have. We've done uh, with my family when I was growing up. We would do lots of long distance travel when we were living in Europe and going back to Zambia for our for Christmas and stuff like that to visit family. And yeah, we would do we would do long trips. So we there was for several years we were doing the route via Dubai. So we would go Amsterdam, Dubai, which is not very direct when you're traveling to Zambia, and then Dubai, Lusaka in Zambia. And there would generally be, I think, I can't remember which direction it was, but I think it was on the way down. The, the wait in Dubai was several, several hours. And we would, we would just, we would either stay up or we would just lie down somewhere where we could maybe like wipe down the chair and then, and then take a nap. And we weren't the only ones because Dubai is right in the center of the map. It's a huge hub. That's why it's become so huge and Emirates has become so huge is because is because it's right in the middle. So it's connects Asia, Europe, Africa, Australia and whatnot. And and it can even reach there easy. There's even direct flights from Dubai all the way to the western coast of the United States. There's a 16 hour flight from Dubai to L.A. Insane. Anyway, so, yeah, wow. we would sleep. We would sleep in that airport uh, from time to time. Uh, yeah. Not great. Not great. Don't recommend. I would rather at this point, I would rather just be awake and be tired. Absolutely. I, I got woken up by security once for falling asleep in an airport. I did the I, I don't know how I managed to do it because I, I was like the only person who did this, but I somehow found connecting flights. But the gap in between the flight, my my first flight was a, a red eye. So I got into the airport around two, three, somewhere in there. Mm. But the thing was that the next flight wasn't until six, six thirty, somewhere in there. And so the airport is actually closed from that time. Like I think they close around like one, one thirty. And so obviously if you're landing, that's fine. But whenever you're in the airport, you're kind of stuck within that, that purgatory. And and so I was stuck in the airport and uh, who, who knows where at that time, probably like Iowa, maybe Denver or something. I really don't remember. And so I'm stuck in there and it's three in the morning. I mean, I'm, I'm naturally already pretty much tired anyways. I went to go find, go to sleep, got kicked in the shoe by a, by security saying, Hey, you can't fall asleep or, or what, are, what are you waiting here for? Cause it was, I had to leave. <laughs> what are you waiting and, here for? Uh, yeah. sir, I'm waiting for a plane. <laughs> <laughs> waiting for a pizza. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't know what I'd be waiting here for, but anyways, uh, your, your question. <laughs> man that is hilarious i once oh by the way in dubai once i it's crazy you know how you always hear those announcements please don't leave your your baggage unattended or it will be removed and maybe destroyed do you ever hear those yeah. announcements yeah. yeah yeah yeah. i would see ba- like piles of bags just left unattended in dubai and mm. i i once i saw that and i i told i went to the nearest security guard and i said oh by the way there's there's a bunch of bags there that are unattended which in an airport is suspicious and yeah. the guy was just like, yeah, don't worry about it. And I'm like, what? <laughs> anyway. By, all right. Wait, by the way, when you were, I'm sorry, one last little thing. When you were traveling internationally to that place uh, with the long 16 hour flight. Oh, no, uh, no, no. I never did the 16 hour flight. 
that's just an example of one that exists. Right. But when you went on that vacation, did you guys rent your car or did Dubai? (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) All right. Uh, Here's a one. Uh, um, Here's a one. In a large airport with time to kill, what's your go-to? Uh, go-to's a movie. Go-to's a movie. I, I always have at least four movies downloaded whenever I go. Uh, Netflix is my usual go-to. But, I, I'll, the next okay, what, I'm, oh. what I meant more is like, do you go to the duty-free store or the bar or the Shake Shack? Oh, I, I, <laughs> right. I find my gate and then I'll, if I'm not within that first row of onlookers because again i've never been on first class never really been in first call whatever Mm -hmm. also here here we go if you don't have an assigned seat or excuse me if you do have an assigned seat you realize it doesn't matter for you to board any quicker than to be the last person i will counter that that sometimes overhead luggage storage runs out i guess i don't i i I always bring a backpack so it just stays between my feet so i but so I guess I guess that matters. I guess if you have a kid, then that does matter. A kid or a, purpose, a bag, like a, a pull along. Sure. Yeah. Sure. An overhead or if you're traveling without any luggage and that's like your your quote unquote luggage for the day, whatever. Right. Exactly. I, I guess I can understand that. So but I I, I always am in, I, in that first row or if I'm not, I'm just within viewing distance to see like when they're on their last call. So that way I can be the last person to board the plane. I'm standing. I can. I can get those last few seconds of, of stretching my legs out before I'm, I'm sitting on a plane for a continuous onset of hours. You, you, or do you, do you prefer anything? Oh, I, I do like to go to the bar. If I haven't got the, the rights to go to the lounge, then I, I will go to the bar probably, but I do like to peruse around duty free and, and see what that's like. And yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty much it. But I will say this, I, you know, what's it's funny, they always board the first class first and then the people who are in economy plus and but the funny thing is that it's way more efficient if you board the people in the back of the plane first. Because then you think so, because then no one has to walk past them to get to their seat, whereas everyone then has to walk past for it would be way quicker if you boarded Isn't the back ex- of the plane first. This is an exquisite point, David. I I I applaud you, and I I this should have been a this should have been like a I don't even know if it should have been a bite me, but it should be just a, a suggestion. You no, know I might had. write it down. It'll be a bite me in the future. <laughs> in, the, in the very far away in episode one hundred and thirty-five. So yes, that way people, that way people forget. forget, or we we'll have Our, a thousand new listeners by that point, and absolutely, yeah, and then <laughs> they won't know. A thousand more listeners David, right a thousand that's more. what i said it's uh, a thousand new listeners a thousand new no no no. a thousand more oh a thousand, like yeah to add oh. two or a thousand that we already have yeah. uh okay. how <laughs> how does going to the airport or being within the airport make you feel i feel very i like to i don't know i, I think it gives me a, a feeling of importance i i feel i feel like i'm on an adventure yeah. I feel like I'm on yeah. an adventure, especially when I'm traveling traveling alone. I just feel so – it gives me an energy. I just love it. I I thrive off of it. I love to travel. I love to go places. I feel like I'm I'm going on – like, again, just on an adventure. And, yeah, I, I, I like the mystery. No one knows where I'm going or why. And I just – I like to – I like people to think that I am – important or or on a like i just love the anonymity of it 
I, I just love everything about it. And it gives me this like this excited feeling. And that's why I love the lounge as well. Like, especially in LA, when I would walk into the Delta Lounge in LA, you know, you're there with like the, uh, the people around. Like I saw George Takai in the Delta Lounge at LAX. That was that was freaking awesome. And and like there's other people like I've sat down at the bar and had conversations with people who because it's L.A., like you never really know who people are, you know, who they could be. And so I like that feeling like it just I wouldn't say anything. I wouldn't lie to people, but I would just like enjoy the anonymity and the getting to know people who are also on an adventure. It's awesome. David, there are many adjectives to describe me as a person, but you will be hard pressed to find the person whose first couple of adjectives used uh, for me would be suave or maybe even confident. But for some reason, man, I, I, for, I have some sort of sense of false sort sense of uh, bravado whenever I go to the airport. I, I, I don't know what it is, but I just feel so disgustingly confident whenever I go to the to the airport. I feel I, <laughs> I feel like it. I look good. I, love I feel like it. I know what the hell I'm doing better than anybody else who's doing through the exact same thing. And I, I I don't know what it is. Like I that's where I I don't feel it in the club as I should. I don't feel it when going around whenever I'm like just see somebody that's like, oh hey, how you no, no, I don't feel it then. But I feel whenever I'm at the airport. Could not tell you why. Don't like I, I don't have it nailed down to a scientific, probably Freudian reason yeah. on why that is. But I just I, I, I feel so good and calm. Like I will double check myself in that bathroom mirror because I just, I just feel so good nice. at the airport. Nice. Yeah. You know, you know what I, I've just realized when I, when I go, when I get that feeling, I, especially when it was LA and I'm, I was in the Delta lounge or whatever, mm-hmm. one of the things like, you know, there's like people who dress all nice when they travel and people who are like, look like businessmen when they travel and maybe they take pride in that. What I like is going into a lounge, which already sort of has the, impl- you know, it implies that you maybe, maybe are are a little bit more, I don't know, rich or, or not necessarily rich, but doing something. You're 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 an experienced traveler, maybe, you know. Yeah. I think that's yeah. it. You're an experienced traveler. You know what you're doing, and and what I would do is generally I'd be wearing like a t-shirt, jeans, and a backwards cap, and that automatically makes people just assume okay this guy's this guy's been here before you know and i just love that i love that feeling man it's just it's just the greatest all right my question for you are you you have to let me finish are you a member of the mile high club and when i say mile high club i'm not talking about sex although you could answer that as well if you wanted i'm talking about number two have you ever gone number two mile high (laughs) For your first uh, in innuendo, I suppose. Uh, no, I, I've never. I, that's to a point to where I'm afraid of being like arrested and, and stuff. So right. Like, no, or or put that. on a no fly list. Go. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's like probably on like the lower end of punishments. So no. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. I, I I've never actually been a person who ever has had an uncomfortability to go wherever. Wow. In fact, I, I, I'm probably like the opposite. Like I've, I'm fairly good to go whenever I need to go. Yeah. You know, All right. Uh, not 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 like you know not in in an inappropriate manner. Not to like 
flash anything to anybody, but it's just more so, if I, 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 man, I really need to go, hey, there's a bush. I'm, I'm there. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, I, I, um, yeah, I. <laughs> You've never? No, I have, but it's not something I would be excited to do again because it's, uh, yeah, I don't like I it. Like it, especially the when the warm. when the fastened seatbelt sign <laughs> comes on while you're while you're pooping in the plane, and then and then the oh, plane yeah. starts to like <laughs> you move, and, and you're like yes. sitting there like holding on and. And you're like, you haven't finished wiping, so you can't exactly go back to your seat. I will, I will say that that toilet seat, for those interested who have never enjoyed the, the pleasure that is the toilet seat on the airplane, it's very, very volatile in heat. So either it's very, it's like warm and soothing, like a sauna around the cheeks that cusp one's lower extremities, or... It's excessively cold because of all that gust of cold air that, mm. that seeps through. And there's like really no middle ground I've ever found of just where it's like, oh, it's a, it's a normal seat like you can normally find in anybody's house and home. No, 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 no. This is either a very soothing and warm, like almost sickly warm to where you're like, oh, wow. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, gross. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I hate yeah. sitting almost, on a warm, almost. I hate sitting on yeah. a warm t- uh, toilet seat unless, right. unless My, I made it warm. Uh, well, yeah. you do make it warm. My last little quick tidbit here, and then we will end our uh, rather elongated short little segment here. episode. Yeah, I know. What is your preferred drack? Uh, Jesus Christ. What is your preferred drink and snack combo? Whenever the, mm. the, the airline uh, attendant comes down the line and says, snack, drink, what, what, what do you get? It really, it really depends on what they have. I let's it, assume, let's assume the standard pretzels, peanuts, and I think that's about it. That's a, I, I mean, I'm not a pretzel man. Like sometimes they have potato chips, in which case I would go to the, yeah. with the potato chips. But I generally there, I have three options or four options really when it comes to drink. Generally, if it's peanuts or pretzels, I'm going with peanuts. I'm not a pretzel guy. And with the drink, it really depends on my mood. If I've been in a lounge drinking wine, if anything, I'm just going to drink more wine. But sometimes I'll have a beer. And if I'm not in the mood for alcohol or if they're charging for alcohol, which is stupid, I <laughs> will <laughs> I will order maybe a Coke if I'm feeling like, okay, I, I try not to drink Coke too much, um, but sometimes. But otherwise, it'll be a ginger ale. I, li- I really like ginger ale, and especially when I'm flying for whatever reason, ginger ale is my is my bang. We could not be more opposite on this. I love pretzels. Would uh, only if I'm starving take the peanuts, or you know, like, or if I'm just even peckish because, like I said earlier, I I am snacky. So, uh, but I would prefer heavily the pretzels. And then for the drink, come on, man, you got to go with the OJ. The OJ is the un unsung hero there i love to get some some airplane yeah, OJ. But you, like you that have, to me you have admitted on the podcast that you can't drink carbonated things or alcohol so so that's i mean yeah. maybe if you could you might be going with a beer or a coke or, or a ginger or a mimosa, ale maybe yeah or a mimosa um, oh yeah. that was one of the best things about flying uh emirates uh first class or not first class i didn't fly first class i flew business class which is Still amazing, and an and it's a long flight, and I was on the upper deck of a Airbus A380, which is the big, huge one with the upper deck all the way across the plane, if you don't know what that is. Um, and 
that was you have this big old little like cu- uh, cubicle to yourself with a, a seat that goes down all the way and this was Whoa. this was many like like eight nine ten years ago or something and my dad had upgraded with upgraded the whole family with his miles because he had lots of miles that he'd gotten from business uh business travel anyway and there was it was 10 a.m and they come by and they're like excuse me mr hoffman would you like some champagne and I was like, Mr. Hoffman, <laughs> I could get used you know to this. my, you know my, a plane with like, like several hundred people on it, and well, obviously they only know the names of the business class people, but still, right, like, I was right. like, oh, it's ten a.m., but damn it, yes, please, I'll have some champagne. Ah, oh, what a time! Yeah, I. God, I've got so many traveling it. stories. That isn't even yeah, all of so- them. There's once that I was on a plane for eighteen hours. I'll tell that story another time, maybe. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. I, I, um, my only, my only thing to, to kind of wrap this up was, uh, even when I was younger and I could have soda, I still didn't prefer soda. I like, there's something to me about mm. tradition with orange juice for some reason on an airplane. That is a natural marriage in my head. I've made that a tradition for myself. So perhaps I'm a little biased when it comes to that, but. Uh, the pretzels is just pure preference. There's no nothing there. Like I think recently they've up, upgraded the the options from pretzels and peanuts specifically to like cookies. Now I think there's like little biscotti cookies that you can have, and so those are nice little additions. But uh, but orange juice always, always, always orange juice. Well, that's that's all we really have time for. Go get yourself Hoffman on a beach, tan those cheeks oh, yeah. when in Europe. Fully utilize the nude beach and take a damn nap. <laughs> I I most certainly will. Yes, of course. Before we head out, we've got a reduced number of thank yous to to dish out here. We're going to thank Cass and Crossland for our intro and outro music, of course, because you've obviously heard obviously heard that. And we're also going to thank Tara Amstutz for her wonderful graphical design work, as uh, you will probably notice as you were rewinding to rehear what we said time and time again on the podcast interface yes find us on instagram at powwow underscore podcast and twitter of course and we're on spotify we're on apple podcasts we're on google we're even on iHeartRadio, but just not stinking pandora because screw you pandora tune in next week we will be back with a full-size episode and i'm off i'm off to tan these cheeks as phil has so so kindly recommended to me hey david can you pass the suntan lotion Why, yes, yes, I can. Oh, my gosh, what's that on the beach? Why, it's a bear!